Maddie Summers had always been drawn to the darker and more mysterious aspects of history. She was the driving force behind her and her friend's trip to Kutnahora, a city in the Czech Republic, rich with history and beautiful ages-old architecture. On the top of her places to see list was the Sedlec Ossuary, a beautiful chapel located beneath the cemetery of the Church of All Saints. Maddie had been intrigued ever since the first time she had read about its history and how the interior was adorned with the bones of the dead. Maddie's visit to the ossuary turns out to be quite memorable in a very horrifying way. She couldn't have picked a better destination of terror. Welcome to Destination Terror, your passport to the scariest places in the world. From haunted hotels to locations of unexplained creature sightings, we will travel to places that will provide excitement, adventure, and horror. Today we are visiting the Sedlec Ossuary in Kutna Hora, Czech Republic, also known as the Bone Church, a chapel beneath a cemetery adorned with the skeletal remains of over 40,000 dead. So if you're into travel and all things scary, listen close and you might just discover your next exciting adventure destination. But hopefully, not your final destination. Destination Terror is an EerieCast original podcast hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. If you would like to send us a suggestion or submit a story with your own experience, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at Carmen Carrion. If you enjoyed the show, please follow and rate Destination Terror on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to help us grow. Also, check out EerieCast.com for more scary podcasts, such as Redwood Bureau, hosted by Josh Tomar, as Agent Conroy, a former operative on the run from a dangerous secret organization called Redwood Bureau. The Bureau researches and captures supernatural entities, usually at the cost of human lives and Agent Conroy is here to leak the reports to the public. New episodes every other Tuesday. The rust-colored sun dipped below the horizon, its dying rays caressing the crumbling stone walls of St. Vitus Cathedral. Maddie Summers gazed up at the Gothic spire silhouetted against the darkening sky, a chill running down her spine. After months of planning, they were finally here. Can you believe this place? Kara asked, joining Maddie's side. Her eyes were bright with wonder as she took in the ancient architecture. Maddie smiled, sensing the undercurrent of fear lurking beneath Kara's excitement. Her friend had always been too sensitive for her own good. It's like stepping into a gothic fairy tale, Maddie said. She glanced over her shoulder at the two boys following them from a short distance. Eli's not too happy with me for dragging you all the way out here. Kara waved a dismissive hand. You know how he worries. But he'll come around once we're inside the ossuary. I mean, how creepy can a church filled with human bones actually be? Maddie's smile widened into a grin. If only Kara knew. The four of them had arrived in Prague that morning, bleary-eyed after the long flight from New York. Maddie could hardly contain her enthusiasm as their taxi wound through the cobblestone streets, approaching the hallowed ground of Sedlec. While the others napped, she pressed her face to the window, 
drinking in the crumbling charm of the historic city. After settling into their rented flat, Maddie insisted on visiting St. Vitus Cathedral before it closed. The soaring Gothic spires and archways were even more striking in person, a tangible glimpse into the macabre history of Bohemia. Her heart raced as she walked through the entrance, immediately assaulted by the scent of incense and melting wax. This was a place of death. She could feel it in the worn stone floor, sense it in the leaden chill that clung to her skin. A deranged grin stretched across her face as she strode down the nave, her boots echoing on the flagstones. As she reached the transept, Maddie spotted a set of stairs leading down to what she hoped was the lower chapel. She beckoned for Kara, who followed her eagerly. The two boys stayed behind, clearly unnerved by the oppressive atmosphere of the cathedral. The stairs descended into a brightly lit chamber, the walls lined with candles and skulls. There were four large bone pyramids. It was disturbingly beautiful. Maddie could hear the faint sound of dripping water and the echo of her own breathing. She turned to Kara, who was hovering near the stairs, her face pale. Are you okay? Maddie asked, stepping closer. We don't have to go any farther if you don't want to. Kara shook her head. No, it's fine. I just feel like we're not supposed to be here. Maddie laughed, a sharp, manic sound. Of course we're not supposed to be here. That's the whole point. The last tour ended an hour ago. I was hoping we might get this place to ourselves, and it looks like we're in luck. She strode towards a stone wall, where a small, unmarked door was set into the stone. She reached out and turned the handle, feeling a rush of excitement as it creaked open. The room beyond was even darker than the crypt, but Maddie could make out a series of alcoves, each one containing a complete human skeleton. She could feel Carr's breath quickening beside her as they stepped into the narrow space. Maddie's heart was pounding in her chest, but she refused to show any fear in front of her friend. Are you sure this is safe? Kara whispered, her voice shaking. What if we get caught? Maddie shrugged. We won't get caught. And even if we do, it's not like we're hurting anyone. She picked her way through the alcoves, studying the bones with fascination. Can you imagine all the lives these people lived before they ended up down here? Kara shuddered. I don't like to think about it. Maddie grinned, feeling a thrill of power rush through her. This was what she lived for, the rush of breaking the rules, the thrill of exploring the darker side of human nature. She could hear the boys calling out to them from above. But she blocked out the sound, lost in the macabre beauty of the ossuary. Suddenly she heard a noise that made her heart stop. It was a low, guttural growl, coming from one of the alcoves behind her. She spun around, her eyes adjusting to the darkness, and then she saw it. A pair of glowing red eyes staring back at her from the shadows. Maddie froze, her mind racing as she tried to comprehend what she was seeing. Was it a trick of the light, or was it something else? Before she could react, she felt a sharp pain in her shoulder. She whirled around, trying to bat away whatever had attacked her. 
But there was nothing there, just Kara staring at her with a look of horror. What the hell was that? Maddie demanded, rubbing her shoulder. It felt like something had bitten her. Kara shook her head, her eyes wide. I don't know, but I don't think we should be here anymore. Maddie hesitated for a moment, her curiosity warring with her instincts. But then she heard the growl again, louder this time, and she knew they needed to leave, fast. The two girls stumbled through the darkness. Hadn't it been brighter in here earlier? There had been hundreds of candles lit everywhere, but now it was just dark. The two girls stumbled through the darkness, reaching the stairs just as the boys burst into the room. Maddie could hear their shouts of panic as they realized something was wrong. She wanted to tell them what she had seen, what she had felt, but the words wouldn't come. They sprinted up the stairs, but as they reached the top, the open door swung quickly and slammed shut in front of them. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. You're not alone if you don't know what an ossuary is. We no longer use ossuaries to bury or inter the remains of the dead in the modern world. However, ossuaries can still be found all over the world. An ossuary is a location designed to be the final resting place for human skeletal remains. They are frequently used in areas where burial space is limited. After a body is buried in a temporary grave, the skeletal remains are removed and placed in an ossuary. Because an ossuary takes up much less space than a coffin, it is possible to store the remains of many more people in a single tomb than in coffins. You can visit ossuaries of various shapes and sizes. Observing or even entering an ossuary provides a unique opportunity to connect with death practices throughout human history. The Royal Church of St. Francis in Evora, Portugal 
contains one of the creepiest ossuaries in the world, the Chapel of the Bones, which was built by Franciscan monks in the late 16th century. The tale of the chapel is a well-known and familiar one that begins back in the late 16th century. Évora is the capital of the Alentejo province in central East Portugal. It flourished during the Roman times, but had mixed fortunes under the Visigoths and during the Arab occupation. Évora became the chosen capital of the Portuguese sovereigns after its liberation at the end of the 12th century. It experienced a cultural boom in the 15th and 16th centuries earning it an exceptional architectural heritage in which Renaissance art competed with a Manmalan style and Muslim decorative art. Because of this cultural boom over a hundred year period by the 16th century, there were as many as 43 cemeteries in and around Evora that were taking up valuable land. Because the population had grown, larger numbers of people in the area were dying. The more than 43 cemeteries in and around Evora were taking up land that was needed to accommodate the growth of the city. The monks were in the process of building the Royal Church of St. Francis and came up with the great idea that instead of condemning the souls of the dead in the surrounding cemeteries, they would use the chapel to relocate the bones. However, rather than burying the bones behind closed doors, the monks, who were concerned about society's values at the time, decided to display them. They reasoned that this would provide Evra a wealthy town in the early 1600s, with a useful place to reflect on the transience of material things and the unmistakable presence of death. The thought-provoking message above the chapel door says it all. Translated to English, it says, We bones are here, waiting for yours. The Chapel of Bones in Evra was inspired by the ossuary of San Bernardino alla Osa in Milan, Italy. As you enter the chapel, you get a sense of its size and the sheer number of bodies laid to rest here, approximately 5,000 corpses. The bones of the three Franciscan monks who founded the church in the 13th century are among them, housed in a small white coffin near the altar. Two desiccated corpses used to be hung by chains from the wall next to a cross, but are now resting in glass cases, one of which is that of a child. None of these people had any idea that their bodies would be displayed centuries later. They were most likely people from the Evra area, representing various segments of society. They all had two things in common. They were all dead, and their bodies had to be moved somewhere. The Chapel of Bones in Evra is not the only religious site that uses human remains in their architecture or decor. You'll find one that is even more famous that boasts somewhere between 40 and 70,000 skeletons. This Gothic church stands in Sedlik, near the picturesque Czech Republic city of Kutnohara. The church may look pretty ordinary from the outside, but make your way down into the basement and you will discover one of the most macabre scenes you will ever see. Bones of thousands of humans were bleached, then ornately carved, and now artfully cover everything in sight. The Bone Church began as a part of a Cistercian monastery established in 1142. According to a legend, in 1278, a local abbot traveled to Jerusalem and returned with a handful of soil from Golgotha, the site of Jesus' crucifixion. As an act of consecration, the abbot returned and scattered the soil over the monastery cemetery. Sedlik Cemetery quickly became a popular place to be buried, 
and the 14th century Black Death epidemics only increased the number of burials. The Hussite Wars in the early 1400s added another 10,000 bodies. The cemetery soon welled under the weight of its occupants, and an ossuary, a receptacle for bones, was built in the cemetery chapel's basement to house the excess bodies. The bone church's decorations were made primarily from extra bones in the 19th century. Many bones were moved and stacked in pyramids beneath the new Gothic church when the community began construction in the 15th century. Everything was left alone until 1870, when the church commissioned a local woodcarver, Francis Rent, to carve something beautiful out of the staggering piles of bones. If you go to the underground chapel today, you'll notice bone pyramids in each corner. There are now four, but there were once six. According to legend, all arranged by a half-blind monk in the early 16th century. Rent fashioned skull chains to span entryways. Hips and femurs were used to make chalices and crosses. There's even a detailed family crest adorning a wall, thanking the aristocratic family that funded the initiative. The Sudluck Ossuary's piece de resistance, however, is the massive chandelier, which is said to incorporate every single bone in the human body at least once. Visitors who dare to enter are greeted with candles glowing from gleaming white skulls. Sedlec Ossuary is the second most visited place in the Czech Republic after Prague, reportedly receiving over 200,000 visitors annually. The Sedlec Ossuary is open every day of the year, with the exception of December 24th, when it is closed for the day. But there are different opening hours depending on the season. After the door practically slammed shut in their faces, Maddie's heart pounded in her chest as she watched it creak slowly open, revealing a figure standing in the threshold. It was tall and gaunt, with long limbs and a face hidden by shadows. The figure emanated a sense of foreboding that Maddie couldn't shake. Who are you? She demanded, trying to sound brave. The figure didn't respond instead stepping towards them with a slow, deliberate gait. Maddie could hear the boys behind her, their breaths coming in short, panic gasps. Without warning, the figure lunged towards them, its limbs elongating like tendrils of smoke. Maddie screamed, barely dodging its grasp as she stumbled backwards. She could feel Kara's hand in hers, pulling her towards the crypt. Go, go! Kara shouted, her voice strained. Maddie could feel the figure's hot breath on her neck as she and Kara ran down the stairs. The boys were already far ahead of them. They burst into the crypt, gasping for breath, and slammed the door shut behind them with a resounding thud. Maddie leaned her weight against it, trying to catch her breath. What the hell was that thing? Eli demanded, his voice shaking. I don't know, Maddie admitted, shuddering, but we need to get out of here now. The group stumbled through the aisles, their footsteps echoing on the stone floor. Maddie could hear the figure's ragged breathing behind them, growing closer with each passing moment. She could feel its presence, a sinister force that seemed to consume the very air around them. They reached the exit, but as they burst through the doors, they were met with a wall of darkness. Maddie could see nothing but the faint glimmer of stars overhead. We need to find a way out. 
she said, her voice barely above a whisper. They stumbled through the darkness, their footsteps echoing on the cobblestones. Maddie could feel her heart racing in her chest, but she refused to give in to panic. They had to find a way out no matter what. Suddenly, she heard a low growl from behind them, and she knew the figure had caught up with them. She spun around, trying to see through the darkness, and then she saw it again, a pair of glowing red eyes, steadily approaching. Without thinking, Maddie grabbed a piece of rubble from the ground and hurled it towards the eyes, but it flew right through them and landed with a thud on the ground. The eyes began to dissipate and finally disappeared into the darkness. Run! She shouted, grabbing Kara's hand and pulling her towards the sounds of the river. Maddie could hear the boys running behind them. Finally, they burst through a set of gates and found themselves on the bank of the Voltava River. Maddie could see the glow of streetlights on the other side and she knew they were close to safety. But as they stepped onto the bridge, they heard a low growl behind them. They turned to see the figure its eyes glowing in the darkness. Maddie's heart raced as she backed away, urging the others to do the same. But the figure seemed to be getting closer, its limbs elongating once again. Maddie could feel its hot breath on her face, and she knew it was only a matter of time before it caught them. And then, just as suddenly as it appeared, the figure dissipated into the darkness again. Maddie blinked, wondering if she had just imagined it. But then she looked at the others, who were staring at her with expressions of awe and terror. Maddie shook her head, unable to find the words to describe what she had just experienced. For the first time in her life, she felt vulnerable and exposed, as if the darkness had swallowed her whole. They continued across the bridge, their steps quickening, as they put distance between themselves and the ossuary. Maddie felt her heart pounding in her chest, her breaths coming in short gasps. She wanted to believe that it was all just her imagination, that the figure had been nothing more than a trick of the light. But she knew deep down that it was real, that it had been there watching them, chasing them. As they reached the other side of the bridge, Maddie breathed a sigh of relief. She could see the familiar glow of streetlights in the distance. But when they turned the corner, they were greeted with an unexpected sight. The street was empty, devoid of any signs of life. The only sound was the low hum of the streetlights above them. Maddie's stomach tightened with a sense of dread as she realized that something was very wrong. And then they heard it, a soft, eerie melody drifting towards them on the wind. It was a haunting tune that seemed to call to them drawing them closer with each passing moment. As they followed the sound, Maddie felt a sense of foreboding wash over her. She knew that whatever was waiting for them at the end of this journey was not going to be good. Finally, they reached a small park, its greenery shrouded in darkness. The music seemed to be coming from a pavilion in the center of the park. As they approached, Maddie could see a figure sitting at the piano its fingers dancing over the keys. But as they got closer, Maddie realized with horror that the figure was not human. Its skin was dark and leathery, and its eyes glowed with an otherworldly light. Maddie could feel its gaze on her, a sense of malevolence that made her blood run cold. 
Without warning, the creature turned towards them, bearing its sharp teeth and a gruesome smile. Its fingers continued to dance over the piano keys, coaxing out a haunting melody that seemed to echo through the trees. Maddie felt her heart racing as they backed away, but the creature seemed to be drawing them closer, its music wrapping around them like a snake. As they slowly edged closer to the pavilion, Maddie could see that the creature was not alone. A group of strange ghostly beings had emerged from the shadows, their eyes glowing with an eerie light. They seemed to be moving in time to the music, their bodies swaying in an unnatural rhythm. Maddie felt a cold sweat break out on her forehead as she realized that they were surrounded. There seemed to be no escape from the creatures, who were inching closer with each passing moment. As Maddie surveyed their surroundings, she noticed a small opening in the trees behind the pavilion. It was a narrow path, but it was their only chance for escape. Over there, Maddie whispered, pointing towards the opening. We have to go now. The others followed her lead, tiptoeing towards the path. But as they stepped onto the leaves, the music grew louder and the creatures grew more hostile. They were only a few feet away now and their eyes glowed with an intensity that made Maddie cringe. Kara screamed as one of the things reached out towards her, its cold skin brushing against her arm. Maddie could feel her heart racing as she pulled Kara towards the path. But just as they were about to slip through the trees, a pair of hands grabbed Maddie from behind. She screamed, struggling to break free, as the thing dragged her towards the pavilion. She could feel its hot breath on her neck, she could hear the screams of her friends as they each one fell captive to these ghostly creatures. As they were dragging them towards the pavilion, Maddie tried to think of a way out. She wriggled and squirmed, but the thing's grip was too strong. The music was all-consuming, pulling her not to the pavilion, but past it into the darkness and the direction they had come from, back to the ossuary. The creatures dragged Maddie and her friends through the darkness, their glowing eyes lighting the way. Maddie could feel her heart pounding in her chest as they neared the ossuary. She knew that they were in grave danger, but they were being led to their doom. As they entered the chamber, Maddie could see the darkness was alive with movement. Skeletons seemed to be dancing in the shadows, their bony fingers clicking together in time to the music. And in the center of the room, Maddie could see the source of the melody, a figure that seemed to be made entirely of shadows. The figure turned towards them, its eyes glowing with an otherworldly light. Maddie could feel its malevolent gaze on her. Without warning, the figure began to sing, its voice a haunting melody that seemed to echo through the ossuary. Maddie felt a cold sweat break out on her forehead as she realized they were trapped. The ghostly creatures had led them to this place to be sacrificed to whatever dark entity was lurking in the shadows, or at least that's what she thought. But Maddie refused to give up. She struggled against the creature's grasp, her heart pounding with fear and adrenaline. Finally, with a burst of strength, she broke free and lunged towards the shadowy figure. The creature's voice grew louder, its song becoming more urgent as Maddie approached. She could feel the darkness closing in around her, threatening to swallow her whole. But then, just as suddenly as it had started, the music stopped, 
the apparitions around them froze, their eyes losing their eerie glow. Maddie could see confusion in their faces as they didn't understand what had just happened. And then the shadowy figure began to dissipate, its form breaking apart like mist. Maddie watched in awe as the darkness retreated, revealing a figure standing behind it. It was an old woman, dressed in tattered robes and with wild white hair. Her eyes were a piercing blue, and they seemed to sparkle with a sense of wisdom and power. You dared to disturb our rest? The old woman asked in a demanding tone. Maddie and her friends cowered before the old woman, their hearts still racing from the terror they had just experienced. But despite their fear, Maddie felt a sense of relief wash over her. They were no longer in the clutches of the shadowy creatures, and the old woman seemed to have the power to protect them. If you want to be with the dead so badly, I can arrange for you to join us for eternity, the old woman said. Maddie and her friends trembled under the old woman's gaze. They had made a grave mistake in coming here, and now they were at the mercy of this mysterious woman. But Maddie wasn't one to back down. We didn't mean to disturb anyone, she said, her voice trembling but firm. We were just exploring. We didn't know. The old woman's eyes softened slightly. I understand your curiosity, child, she said, but you must understand that this is a sacred place. The dead must be respected and their rest must not be disturbed. Maddie nodded, understanding the gravity of the situation. She could feel her heart slowing down, the terror of the previous moments receding. The old woman extended a hand towards them. Come with me, she said. I will show you the way out. Maddie and her friends followed the old woman as she led them through the ossuary. They passed thousands of skeletons, all seemingly staring at them with their empty eyes. As they walked by, Maddie couldn't help but feel a sense of awe and reverence for the place. It was like nothing she had ever seen before, and she knew that she would never forget it. Finally, they reached the entrance to the ossuary. The old woman turned towards them one last time, her eyes piercing. Remember what you have seen here today, she said. The dead must be respected, and their rest must not be disturbed. Maddie and her friends nodded, feeling a sense of gratitude towards the old woman. They stepped out into the sunlight, their hearts still racing from the experience. But as they walked away from the ossuary, Maddie couldn't help but feel that they had been changed forever. They had seen something that most people would never see, and they had learned a lesson that would stay with them for the rest of their lives. Thank you for joining us today as we explored the Sedlec Ossuary. Tune in next week as we discuss another terrific destination. I'm Carmen Carrion. Remember, you can send me suggestions or stories of haunted places to my email, carmencarrion at gmail.com, or follow me on Twitter at carmencarrion. Be sure to check out eeriecast.com for more terrifying podcasts. Until next time... Be safe out there until I see you at our next destination.